1: This is Apologetics Live. To answer your questions, your host, from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Andrew Rappaport.
2: We are live, Apologetics Live, here to answer your most challenging questions that you have about God and the Bible. We can answer every single one of them. Every question you have about God and the Bible, we can answer right here. If you doubt such things, well, feel free to go to apologeticslive.com. From there, go to the StreamYard link. Just join where it says to participate. You ask me your hardest question. Just remember, when I say I don't know, that's a perfectly good answer. I didn't say it'd be a satisfying answer for you. I just said I can answer any question. So for those who are watching live, sorry for the, li- the couple of seconds there of delay. We were having a technical problem. In other words, I was trying to get something up on the computer that wasn't coming up right away. It had nothing to do with the co-host who's backstage. He was just going, yeah, okay. What was the delay there, Andrew? Drew, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And I'm in a different part of my house
2: this evening. So we don't get to hear the kids or, or more importantly, we don't get to see your wife's arm sticky. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah got, it, not, got it.
3: She's not trying to sneak behind you know, <laughs> and try to reach and grab something. Yeah. But she was here uh,
2: just yeah. a minute ago. Are you going to um, tell her that we were actually live when she came on and said hello? You really should. You know, so she, I should. Yeah, yeah.
3: That would be great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I should really do that. <laughs> She'll go watch the video and go,
3: you lied to me. Liar. So I mean, this, it wasn't a lie. It was a joke.
2: Yeah. It was a joke. Well, no. let's let's start with something a little bit more somber instead of a joke. Uh got an email we want to read here uh from a regular viewer, many of you in the chat. And folks, if you're not watching live, uh you're missing out. Uh, we have a lively chat. They like to uh, not only discuss things that have nothing to do with what we're talking about <laughs> that night. Um, I think they try to just distract us, Drew. But one thing they do is their Our chat room is very good for praying for one another. And Kathy Deming, uh, one of the regulars, has sent me an email asking for prayer. She said, "Hi Andrew, I was wondering if you can have pr- uh, if you can have prayer request for me on the next show." I landed in the hospital January 30th, had emergency surgery on the 31st, and was unable to join the chat as I was very weak and tired. I literally passed out. Uh, came home February 8th. Uh, I am looking uh, looking at eight weeks of recovery period. I tried to join the chat last week, but had a hard time. Appreciate your prayers and hope to get back to the chat soon. Thank you, Kathy Deming. So, if I'm just going to ask if all of you guys could lift her up in prayer. Uh, when you're doing your prayer time, I've already prayed for her today as I just got that. So, um, but if you guys could pray for her, that would be wonderful. We would appreciate it. And And uh, Drew, I know we are both really not looking forward to this topic. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's not. It's not when you go. You know what? Let's get that one and let's yeah. talk about that one tonight. Let that's going to be fun.
2: You know, we could. No. We could. Let's just distract ourselves. And D is saying, "Hey, Chris honholds I heard James White mention your response to the He Gets Us Super Bowl ad. uh I'm not on X. Where can I read it? um I I think he wrote a blog article, but I'm sure. I'm sure he'll post to where you can read it. But, uh, but yeah. It wasn't just James White who noticed it. maybe uh, Chris if you want to be so daring you could you could let folks know who actually shared the article and blew up your phone. Hmm. hmm and who is now following Mr. Hanholds on X and that's what it's called by the way, Chris. It's called X. Wait, it's the who, X Twitter. who did this? Mr. Google Hanholds Google? Mr. Han and uh, he he Alice has revealed story. the name there it is. Yes, Jenna Ellis not only retweeted it, but started following him and blew up his phone. That's funny. (laughs) So that instead of... When
3: she she posts something, she gets a lot of notifications (laughs) and people hate her.
2: Yeah, so basically he he probably thought, oh, I'm going to have a nice quiet day, go to work. No, my phone's blowing up with people telling me I'm a Pharisee. Uh, so we're going to be one of the few that won't deal with the "He Gets Us" Super Bowl ad because, well, folks, if you're watching or listening here, we're ahead of the curve. We dealt with that what, like a year and a half ago. So yeah, they
3: did it. They, they did it last something similar
2: last year or two years ago. So this is nothing new. Yeah, we did it before they did their first Super Bowl ad. We, we looked at their different videos and addressed the problems with them. So we warned you a long time ago. So those who are regular here, you weren't surprised. All right, so the topic tonight, and, and folks, anyone can ask questions, I should, I should mention that uh, you could just go to apologeticslive.com. That's the way to join. You just scroll down. That's, you could watch the show there. You could watch previous shows there. You can uh, follow the podcast there, but you can also join the discussion there. You know who I don't think is going to join. By the way, Drew, Chris Honholz. Oh well, he might. He he <laughs> would be more than happy to. But uh, the the couple of guys who made some really interesting comments about Calvinism and um, oh, you know, and and I said, well, why don't you come in and let's discuss it. You hear those crickets? Yeah, that's Who, who, who was it that was talking about Calvinism? Where was well, this? On, on Facebook, we, we had, uh, and I actually grabbed a quote because it's going to go into my Why Calvinism uh, talk at the Open Air Theology. This is what it said, this guy Jeff says, quote, Calvinism is not responsible, Calvinists are not responsible for their own actions, God is. So is it no wonder that they reject, uh, that's, that many reject the God of Calvinism? If God is responsible for what they do, then God is blamed for much of the evil that he does not do. Unquote. Um, Has he read about what joseph
3: said about basically that very thing what you meant for evil god meant for good so there is an intention on the part of man that does things that are intended for evil but yet god in being sovereign does have a purpose right so either evil happens and it has no purpose or there are things that god allows to take place and they serve a purpose
2: Uh, that's a calvinist view by the way that God allows. Oh, yeah. So, so you we, know,
3: we can also throw. You can also tack on providence in there too, and how God works things out. You know,
2: we may have to do an in-depth uh, show on the doctrine of providence. I'm just looking up John Piper book that I was given on providence, but uh, we we may have to dig I heard into that, that.
3: Was a very very good book. I don't have it. But i heard I've heard from a lot of people it is a very good book.
2: yeah, it's it's not a thin book. It's about two inches, two and a half inches thick. <laughs> that,
3: that is a serious situation yeah. to get into.
2: Um but I also have Charnark's Divine Providence, which be a lot weightier to get through, but even though it's thinner, the The thing is so much of the doctrines we address here, whether we're discussing Calvinism or charismaticism with the with prophecy, it's really Providence that is misunderstood so much confusion there so the the topic we wanted to talk about tonight in case folks did not hear um and and we actually had an article that we i sent drew i don't know how long ago and i said i wanted to it was a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago i said
3: the plan was to do this a while ago and then we kept putting other things in front of it
2: yeah but after the shooting at Joel Osteen's church, uh, or is what did what did you call it? At what you didn't call it a church? I called it the Joel Osteen Motivational Center. <laughs> oh, I love it! <laughs> you know, I, I wish you'd you'd share what you really think about these things because you, you keep holding back. So. I do. You know, it's it's part of that having self control.
4: Right? <laughs>
3: as part of self-control and the
2: spirit working and growing me that I just I don't let loose yeah you know? I, and I I wonder if tonight's show we may trigger Mr. Hanholds I'm I'm kind of expecting that we may see a voice of reason radio on tonight's episode Oh look at this he Chris Hanhold said motivational center sounds about right Oh when we have someone saying sup y'all hmm could that it's be haps
3: or it's Darren?
2: Yeah. Because neither one of them don't want to bother doing. I mean, it's, it's like mm-hmm. click a button. That's all that's involved. Go to apologetics sure. There's instructions to just click a button so that we could get your name. And uh, then we know who you are. Cause we just keep confusing these Facebook users. The person says it's haps, but do we know for sure until afterwards when we go on Facebook? So um,
3: yeah. video or it's not
2: real. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, now with the deep fakes, whew. Oh yeah, we are in for an election year of election years because when you think about how much they hate Trump, they're willing to outright lie, say that he supports so, uh, white supremacists because he says both sides have bad elements and they just skip where just before that he says he condemns white supremacy. <laughs> I mean, if they're willing to to completely flip what he says or make up what he says, say, oh, he's told people to drink bleach. What do you think they're going to do with deep fakes? I mean, we're not going to be... The the reality is with AI, you can't trust anything anymore.
3: Right. So how, uh, once this technology really gets perfected, uh, the idea of h- how do you weigh in a, in a court of law, how do you weigh evidences when yeah. someone says you did something because now you, they can, they can mimic voices. They can, and you can have audio that sounds just like you saying things you've never said. You can have, they can do AI video and pictures. Like there's, there's one guy who got, uh, I think he got well known on TikTok or something like that. But he would have this AI overlay of Tom Cruise's face on his face, mm-hmm. and it looked just like Tom Cruise. Um, and so it's like, now, how how do you trust anything? Like you said,
2: yeah. I mean, after all, you know, this was what Ben Shapiro might have said. Many
0: people have questions about God and the Bible, with so many different views about God and how to interpret the Bible. Many people wonder where they can turn to get biblical answers. Well, have no fear. Turn to my friend Andrew Rappaport and his friends on Apologetics Live. They can answer any question you have about God in the Bible. Check them out Thursday nights, 8 to 10 o'clock p.m., New York time at ApologeticsLive.com. You can watch or join the discussion at ApologeticsLive.com and challenge him with anything. Please ask him your really hard questions and tell him Ben sent you.
2: I mean, that really could have been Ben Shapiro or not. In the,
3: <laughs> right. And so, so the thing about this, right, when you have it slowed down, you can kind of hear the cuts, right? but it, but Ben Shapiro speaks really fast. So all you got to do is speed that up, and it sounds you can't tell the difference,
2: yeah, actually, the reality is because the only clips I had of Ben Shapiro were chopped up. If I had a full dialogue, you wouldn't have heard it chopped up as much. In fact, I may have you saying some wonderful things about me by next week. We'll see. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then everyone would know it's a lie
2: <laughs> yeah so there was an article in um and and i want to i want to address the issue of what happened at joelstein's church as well um but there is a an article that was in the Epic times if you if you subscribe to that you can go maybe, maybe it's it's there uh, for for free, but it, the title of it is "Growing Concerns Over Links Between uh, Transgenderism and Violence." It's subtitled, "An Increase in Mass Shootings by Gender Confused Individuals Is Sparking Worry Over the the Vital Cocktail of Medical Health Issues and Body Altering Chemicals." And this is the thing, and I, I want to kind of want to go through. This article because I do see a concerning thing. Look, we just had another shooting with the um, who was it that won the Super Bowl? I don't even remember Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, and there was a shooting Taylor at the Swift celebration. The Super Bowl, huh? Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I at least I now know that she's a singer. So, <laughs> um, oh, so. We we do have this comment. Uh Hi, this is Jody. Can you see my name? Yes, cuz it says Jody, but your account says you're just Facebook user. So, I just go to padrickslive.com. There's some instructions for Facebook. <laughs> uh so here's here's what we end up seeing. This shooter at the in Kansas City. Notice we know nothing about the shooter. Okay, two people, they have in custody, um, and we know nothing about them. So what do you think I immediately think after what we've seen in recent days? I think that that person must be a leftist. (laughs) Right. Why? Because whenever they don't put out the information, that's usually someone that that isn't going to carry the weight for the Marxists. I mean, their first thing every time is the gun, the gun, the gun, when a leftist uses a gun. And if it's, if they think it's someone that, that's conservative, even if they're wrong, right. The first thing they did when there was that, the shooting in the, the gay bar, it was a Christian evangelical Christian. Oh, sorry. It was a Muslim. Yeah. Yep.
3: Now, they well, didn't you think about the shooting that took place in I think it was Charlotte, where the guy went into the church. Um, now he, they were once everything took place. They were really quick to point out he's got these type of flags in his his room. He's got these types of posts, right? He he, they were really quick to give information as to who he was
2: until they get corrected. And and that's the, I mean we still don't know uh, if you remember Hale the the guy the girl that thinks she's a guy that or thought she was a guy that went into the Christian school. Um, they they don't want to release that manifesto. All the other manifestos they're in a rush to do. And so what we end up seeing is they they had if you remember the the shooter at the massage parlor. They were quick to say that he goes to church. They weren't so quick to say that he was a leftist, <laughs> right? Each one of these, that they, they don't promote it as much. The shooting at Joel Steen's church, Drew, Drew, do you know what was written on his AR-15? I do not. It said, Free Palestine. Mm, well, there you go. That sounds very conservative, right? Oh, wait, no. Yeah, and and guess what? Yep, that person who went into Joel Steen's church and shot people. Yep, that person was a transgender. Now here's you know what the most sickening thing is of that whole account. A guy who goes into a church thinking he's a girl, and brought I think it was a five year old child. In I think, the I think it was
3: I think it was their five year old child.
2: Yeah, brought their child. Mm-hmm. With
3: them to shoot and up a the, church, the, and very tragic, the child got shot. Yeah, and I think I think the child's still in critical condition.
2: I have not heard the latest on the child. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad that there was not uh, a lot of death and injury in that, but we don't hear the same rhetoric coming out from the media when it's a transgender targeting Christians. And just for the record, you don't see Christians playing the victim card, but if you were actually to look at the statistics throughout history and worldwide, Christians have always been the number one group, I should say, evangelical biblical Christians have been the number one targeted group for persecution everywhere throughout time. Well last two thousand years, not throughout time. Before that it it. it was the Christian, it was the Jewish people, right? But it, it has been for thousands of years, all over the world, that Christians get targeted and you see everyone going, Oh, we're a victim, we're a victim Well it's it's right now the Marxists victimizing Christians. And that is something that you you know I think everyone in this audience gets and and knows, but let, let's. I want to go through this article before we get to Joel Osteen. Um, Drew, maybe maybe you could just read a couple because I figure not everyone. Actually, you know what I will do is I'm going to put it up on screen, and you could read read it and let and then we'll we'll engage with some of this article if I could find it. Here we go, because mm-hmm. I figure not everyone has this. All right. Do you want me to read it off of that screen? Yeah, I can't well,
3: read it off that. screen. I would but have to make it, it a little larger. I, I could do that. I, can, I mean, I've got it pulled up, so I can uh, I <clears> can read it.
2: Yeah, but I want to make sure the audience can read it too. So I got to make it. I got to make it large enough for folks for folks who are watching, but for those who are not, I would, that's why I would like you to read it. Mm-hmm. Is that good size now on the screen?
3: Sure. I mean, okay. I've got it pulled up on mine, so yeah. I'm not really watching okay. the screen. But uh, but here's what it how it starts off. It says mental health issues that manifest in gender confusion, combined with potent cross-sex hormones, can be a recipe for violence. Some experts have said. Since 2018, five people who identified as transgender or were gender confused have gone on killing sprees at schools and businesses authorities have been increasingly slow to confirm so called gender identities and motives in cases such as these. <laughs> My son's screaming for me.
2: Yeah. So so <laughs> you, you 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 wanna keep reading or, or? Yeah I'll keep okay. I'll keep going.
3: Yeah I see mommy yeah <laughs> when shooters gender gender identities were revealed. Now he's. Oh wait!
2: Now kiss. see, see now, now we got we got to see your wife's arm, but we got to see a little cute little boy there for a split yeah, that's, second.
3: <clears throat> that's Lawson, and he is he's he's named after Steve Lawson.
2: But does Steve Lawson get, know that?
3: Yes. So he actually so he actually met Steve Lawson when when he was when my wife was eight yeah eight months pregnant. Um, Dr. Lawson was preaching at praise mill and, uh, we went up there and my wife was eight months pregnant and was talking to Dr. Lawson afterwards and said, well, this is little Lawson, um, that we're about to give birth to. So,
2: so there you go. All right. So, so let, us deal with some of what you already read. Okay. The article is not saying, I'll I'll show this is, it is not saying that the, Cross-sex hormones are the cause, okay? One of the things you see with the mass shootings that has been kind of universally known uh, is that in every one of these cases, the gun gets blamed, which I don't know, a gun doesn't do anything without a human doing something to it. But, well, along,
3: along that lines, I mean, just look at what Jason Cave says. He says, the fork made me fat, right? is the, the yeah. same lines. And then Chris Honholz, pencils misspell words, you know? So, so we, I mean, it, it's definitely the gun's fault. It's the pencil's fault. It's, it's the fork's fault for why I'm overweight. It's not my fault. Correct.
2: It's, it's, so, so. If you don't have a human pulling the trigger, that, that gun doesn't go off. It's, it's not magic. The gun doesn't have a mind of its own. But one thing we see when, in almost every one of these cases where you have these people who are doing these mass shootings, and a mass shooting is, I, I think uh, it's four, four more, three or three more people or four more people mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they, they define it right here at the bottom. It says a mass shooting is defined Uh-oh. by the Crime Prevention Research Center as the killing of four or more people in a single incident that's not gang or drug related.
2: So what you see is that you have a, you have four people, someone that's going to kill four people. Um, we see this on the rise but one thing we see consistently is that most often these are people who have been on mood-altering drugs for a very long time and usually got off, took themselves off, cold turkey. Uh, but there is, in almost every case, mental health issues. Yes, correct. Now, let's be clear. The um, the issue we have here, this is... Um, you know, transgenderism is a mental health issue. People are you know, when you're they're gender confused, well, they're confused because it's a mental health issue. Or nowadays, I don't even think it's that. I think it's that they just want to fit in. And the way to fit in nowadays is to pretend you're the opposite gender. And so
3: that's a big yeah, part poor. of it. Or, or another way to fit in is because I see I see everything has to do with mental health, and so I have a mental health issue. Therefore, I need medication in order to be to deal with my mental health issues because I'm just like everybody else.
2: Yeah. So Mr. Honholds says the argument basically boils down to quote If there were no guns, then shooters can't kill so many people unquote. Then he says, except for bombs, pressure cookers, cars, fertilizers, and et cetera. Yeah. So
3: this this brings up a good point that Chris makes, okay? Um, so if you look at Scotland, um, I've listened to a lot of people who have been to Scotland, like uh, Jeff Rose, who is a sh- uh, open-air preacher. Uh, he did a lot of ministry, lived in Scotland for a little while. Uh, he'll tell you, that guns are illegal in Scotland, but people carry around swords Mm -hmm. and they carry around knives. Why? Because guns are illegal, and so they need something to protect themselves with or to cause crime with. Correct.
2: And so the article here is not saying that these chemicals that are being put into people's bodies to make them their hormones change and things like that. that it's not that, that is, we have a direct cause, but as it says, the numbers are starting to show a pattern. You go, well, the numbers, we're not talking about all that many people. Uh, I think, did they already mention the the number? Five, five people since 20, 2018. And though that sounds light, the question is how many of the people did we not know we're transgender?
3: Right. Because it, it it says whenever the gender identities are revealed, and it's shown to be someone who is, who identifies as transgender or is gender confused or non-binary, whatever they don't, uh, they don't align with either one, then it's suppressed. They, they kind of
2: bury that. And, and what you end up seeing is with the case in, um, Osteen's church, they're very concerned about trying to figure out the proper gender to call this person, and as they dug into the past, found out oh, they were born a different gender, but they they haven't mentioned anything about that, and that's the thing you, that we'll see. And when we when we look at this, well, we're, we're going to see you know some of these cases here. It, it's it starts with um, you know. Of the, th- of the 37 public mass shootings from 2018, now just stop right there. Does that number surprise you? I'm pausing for a fact. I want people to think about it. If I was to tell you ask you how many mass shootings have there been <clears throat> since 2018, would you have thought it was as low as 37?
3: No, you would actually think it was much higher. And this was actually something that was pointed out, I think, in, it might have been 2018 or 2019, maybe even 2020 by someone like Ben Shapiro, um, where they were looking at, are there really uh, as many mass shootings as people are saying? And what they've actually looked at is they've counted things as mass shootings that weren't mass shootings. Correct. Correct. So, so where someone, uh, there was an incident where someone pulled into a school parking lot and shot themselves, right? Committed suicide. They counted that as a school shooting, which when you get into a school shooting, that counts then as a mass shooting.
2: You know, one of our podcasters, uh, Jamal Bandy has a podcast, uh, prescribed truth. And in there, this is back in 20... 2019 2020 I forget when he went through all the statistics, the statistics from the previous year where they were uh, the the white cops killing blacks I think he I think he did it in 2020 about the statistics of 2019 and he went through every one of them and looked at at the all of them I think there were 19 of them <clears throat> and he looked at the the claims like there was a time where a officer was being shot at he shot an individual the bullet went through the individual shot a black person behind him and killed him that was counted well that was should have been an accidental death that was he that was not the intended target but but they counted that so when he got all done there was only one case out of the 19 that counted that could be he felt possibly a white cop killing a black person. Right. So now now is that, is that
3: uh, a justified shooting or would we say that's, you know, uh, a a white cop killing a black cop just because he was
2: black? Well, see, that was, that was the one case that he said there wasn't enough evidence to show whether the officer, I mean, the claim was the officer did it because the guy was black it was the only one that was questionable on being a legitimate shooting. Okay. Gotcha. But all the others were clearly legitimate shootings or accidental shootings where the the black person wasn't even the intended target. And I'm saying that to say this, first off, the way Black Lives Matter sound, it sounded like there was way more than 19 in a year. It sounded like it was happening every day. Yeah,
3: they make it sound like it's happening all the time in every city, every day.
2: Yeah. And so you would think from 2018 to 2023, in that five-year period, that, man, there's must have been a lot. No. There were 37. So if we count the number of ones that we know are by transgenders, that's 13%. That's double their population, by the way. The, the claim is is that they're 6% of the population. Uh, if that's true, then they do twice as much of the mass shootings for their population. Uh, I don't know. The, the, it, it would be an interesting thing to get all of the, these mass shootings and the, date, uh, the, the individuals and start to put some, some looking together of who is doing the, the mass shootings uh, it, it might find some interesting things. This article is saying that the trend is going up in the number of transgenders. And remember, this is not this is 2023, so this doesn't count the the most recent one. Right, that would be another one. So, and we don't know about the one in Kansas City yet. So, right, they they have not revealed that I know of. I haven't heard whether it was male or female. Just two suspects makes me wonder. <laughs> You know, why they're not saying two men, they usually would say that are you know, very rarely would they say it's most of the mass shootings are done by men. Okay, that's just statistics. Um, But there are some where it's a woman that transgender, you know, becomes a transgender and then they, they do it. Right. You know?
3: Well, Well. That in, in this article, uh, I believe it does talks about that. Once you when you get a female and you start in, because males are naturally more aggressive because we have testosterone. When you start injecting a female with loads and loads of testosterone, it's naturally going to make her more aggressive because it, it, it affects those hormones and those hormones uh, cause you to act in certain ways, especially if you're not used to dealing with those specific hormones hormones.
2: So John, brother John is saying nearly 43,000 people die from gun violence in 2023. And I'd like to get the stats on that. That'd be interesting. And I guess that's that's probably yeah. taking into account gun uh, gang violence, right? And home invasions, things like that.
3: Yeah. So if so if you, if you take away, right, gang violence, if you take away, right, Chicago, the city of Chicago, um, <laughs> right, then, you know, what do you, I, I wonder if that number's
2: taken half. Take away all of the Black Lives Matter protests that happened, but, well, right. so, so now here's the thing. The article says here there were three additional shootings that were carried out by transgender or gender-confused individuals that resulted in fewer than four victims, and so, okay, that's, that would put the number a little bit higher now. Right? So suffice it to say the, the point being is uh, you have a large percentage of people and it's, it's increasing. And that's the concern that this article is trying to raise. So here it's it's saying that the case uh, that received the most media scrutiny is that of 28 year old Audrey Hale, who went on a killing spree at Covenant at Covenant School. Uh, even the Epic Times they they don't want to say. I think the the real name of the school is is Covenant Christian School. I think when that happened, we pointed that out uh, in Nashville. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go figure yeah well the epic times is for folks who don't know it's it's put out uh i think it started in hong kong but it is you know it is i think there's some tie they have to a chinese religion that's an anti-communist religion and so people are very supportive they do the dances uh swing way, way i think is what it's called if my bride was here i'd ask and she would know um Oh, so John is giving us an update here. He says that uh, 617 homicides, 2,450 shootings across Chicago throughout 2023. Well, that doesn't make up for 43,000, so you're going to keep doing the homework there, John. <laughs> Get um, KT is thinking that I'm referring to uh, Fung... Dong, No, it's a different one. It's the, You'll see them advertise the dance. They do uh, a lot of dance. They, they don't promote the religion aspect of it. In fact, if you don't read Chinese, you may not even realize it's a religion uh, because they put that in Chinese. So, But a lot of people go there just for the culture, the Chinese culture, to see the dance, things like that. Uh, so I'm not surprised that they don't mention Covenant Christian School. But it says here she gunned down three nine-year-olds and three adults uh, before police shot and killed her. Mrs. Hale identified as a transgender man, according to the police. So she was um, she's the one that has written the, um, the 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 manifesto that we've only had three pages released of it and clearly when you see it she she uh spoke even though she's white <laughs> she she spoke about against whites um so you know she did go to that school by the way um and so you know the, the article here says uh the three pages of the police confirmed to be from Mrs. Hale's journal were leaked to the media Steven Crowder, who posted them online, uh, the writings online, the pages conde- uh, contained racial slurs against white people. Mrs. Hale was white.
3: That's one of my favorite parts of that. <laughs> Mrs.
2: Hale was white. Yeah. And so this tells you she, she's railing against white people because she really thinks that whites are so bad? No, because that's the agenda. Because she's she's in that loop and it's something that is, they, they, they can't separate it. They don't even recognize. You know, it was funny. I, I, I was watching something that, that was on, on the TV, some TV show. Uh, and it, the idea of this show was that all these contestants had a trust of money. And if they... They, they get to vote each other out or they all, they get to all split the money at the end, who's ever left, or they vote people out and and then they get more for themselves. And it was it really was interesting because the the scene that they had there, you see the three women, two, two, uh, two blacks. The one black was really funny because she was she was condemning a white guy. For, for talking about her being African. I never said I was African. She has big earrings of the country of Africa. She has a, a necklace of Africa. <laughs> she, you know, she's calling herself the African queen, <laughs> but she's from Nigeria. <laughs> Not Africa. Where
3: is, Where is that exactly? Yeah,
2: okay. So so it was just one of those interesting things. But it was so interesting that she was upset with this white guy because he was a white guy. And therefore, you know, he was taking away her power. So she had to vote him off to get rid of him because he, he was taking away her power. And, and meanwhile, she was saying, like, she's going to just... You. Know, she's not going to trust anyone. Like you know, what does what does that even mean? Taking away my power. <laughs> you, what does that mean? Well, I guess in in the he had an ability to, to to prevent her from voting anyone off the island, or off the the out of the house, whatever it was. And so so yeah, so it just it's interesting that she didn't even recognize. And and this is the same thing with with Hale here didn't even recognize her own behavior when she criticized others, right? She was saying, he's just trying to have his power. And and meanwhile, she started out like saying, I've got to be in control. And and if he is, if he's kind of a leader, I got to get rid of him before he gets rid of me. I got to be in control. No one can take that away from me. And you're going, huh? But then you're saying he's the one doing that, you know? And so it's, it's just really quite interesting to see, Hale here can can say that, oh, there's problems with whites, and doesn't get the fact that she's white or was white. Um and so this is a thing that is quite and, and they go through some other, you know, other cases here of gender-fluid people that, you know, had done mass shootings. Now we heard of a couple in 2018 but 2023 2024 we're starting to see more of it now it's interesting because what they don't want to talk about where did audrey Hale shoot where did she decide to target a christian school a christian school this past weekend what did what did the the transgender where did they target a church how about, how about the, the the case, the shooting in Texas? Remember that a couple years ago? And that was at a church. Now, that one didn't count because only one person died. Doesn't mean the person didn't have intent to kill more, but you can't count that one in, in the statistics of a mass shooting. And so what we end up seeing is I think that this article lays out an argument, and I think it's a pretty good argument, that this is on the rise. That this is something that we're, we're seeing more and more of. And what what is so interesting is when a gay bar gets shot up or an abortion clinic gets shot up, how fast were they to say that this was based on the fact that it was the gay bar... Uh, even the massage parlor, it, the, the abortion clinic, all of them, uh, they rushed out to say it was an evangelical Christian. And none of them were. One was a Muslim, one was a liberal, yet yeah, he, he went to church once in a while, but he made it really clear the, the reason he shot the, the women in the massage parlor is because it was more than massages there, and he was struggling with guilt because he was paying for more than massages and knew it was wrong. So, yeah. The the third one was, again, a leftist who shot up the, the abortion clinic. But that never got corrected. But when a church gets targeted, then it's, you know, they don't focus on the fact that it was a church. I, I remember, Drew, I don't know if you remember this, and I forget where it was, the church where... A guy came in to like the Wednesday night Bible study and sat there. It was a black church. Yeah, that was in Charlotte. Charlotte, okay. And he he shot several or people. Charleston. Charleston, maybe maybe Charleston, South Carolina, was something like that. I'm sure someone in the chat will 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 let us know because they'll, <laughs> they'll know. So, but you know the the thing that that amazed me, and I want to think it was Charleston, but is. The news, I mean, that was all over the news when that happened. And the only reason they mentioned church was because the word black was before it. Black church, black church, black church. You know what they,
3: you you know what they really didn't show? You only, I I only saw this once. Um, I'm guessing this is HAPS, uh, says Charleston, South Carolina. Um, But what they, what, what they did not focus on when that,
2: guy was
3: uh, at his sentencing
2: well that's what Remembered? i know that, that's what i wanted to address go yeah go for okay. it because because this is yeah. where the, the news before you say these were because i'll i'll let you say it but i want to give the, the the lead up to what i was going to say it yeah. was every day in the news every day until what you're just about to talk about and the news went silent go so what happened when he was when he was being
3: charged and sentenced, members of this church who had family members, who had sons and daughters that were murdered by this man, <clears throat> they stood up and through the pain and through the tears, and this is only this can only be done through the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit in you. They looked him dead in the face and they said, I forgive you. That brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. And once that happened,
2: nothing else. Yeah, the news went silent after that because it didn't fit their narrative because the Christians, well, acted like Christians. They, they wanted to hear blacks come out, slamming the guy for being white, killing them cuz they're black and instead they acted like christians cuz they were it was a genuine christian church you know <laughs> at least it seemed to be you know they acted in a, in, in a genuine christian way yeah. Yeah, it, it, it seemed to be, in, in here. and in here's, the, I don't even
3: think that they would even call themselves a black church, right? Because on this one, and this wasn't the first time that this guy had shown up. He had come oh, a couple I other didn't know times, that. and they they welcomed him, right? It wasn't, so they didn't care anything about skin color. They were just like, hey, he's here, you want to worship with us? You want to do Bible study with us? Okay. And they just welcomed him and accepted him. So I don't even think they cared to be even be called a black church church.
2: Yeah. But the media did. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, it didn't fit the narrative and therefore they just said, okay, we're, we're going to stop reporting on it. Right. And th- this is the thing you have to recognize that there is a, you know, I think, I think I was seeing Chris Hanholds in the chat Talking about narratives, I don't know if those are the ones that you start. I didn't look at what you started, but
3: I didn't start those.
2: Okay, so um, the the thing is, when, when it doesn't fit their narrative, when when reality doesn't fit their narrative, they don't throw the narrative out; they throw reality out. And yeah, this yeah. is what we we're seeing. This is what we're living in, and so. They're going to blame the Christians like they did with Hale. They tried to blame the Christians because she went to school there. They tried to blame Mm -hmm. the Christians in the school for what Mm -hmm. she did. So you even see this with uh,
3: so-called Christians that would even probably at one time aligned with Reformed theology. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a police officer who a white female police officer who accidentally went into the wrong apartment? Oh yeah, and she thought someone broke into a, her apartment, and she shot the man. The, I mean, complete accident, right? Uh, and at the court hearing, right, her brother the or that man's little brother forgave her. Mm-hmm. Could see the sorrow, asked to give her a hug. Right. Yep. I remember The judge, the judge got off of her bench, came down, gave her a Bible, her personal Bible and prayed with her. Yeah. Right. And then, and then this person, uh, this, this church figure who happened to be black. I think it was Jamar Tisby. It was either Jamar Tisby or Eric Mason. I'm thinking it was Jamar Tisby just could not stand that.
2: Yeah. Because it was it was a police officer, and and you know one of the things, let, let me just say with, with that case, there's a reason that that happened. It's something it's I've said on this program for a long time, because the way the, that the police are treated. Okay, first off, um, for folks who don't know what a police officer's life is like, um, they work long hours. They they don't make much pay, so the way that the police union takes care of that is gives them overtime. I had someone I went to church with, he was a Nork police officer, Nork, New Jersey. And the policy they had was if someone accused you of racism, you were suspended for a week. Okay, you suspended with pay. After three, mm, nope, you're, you're suspended without pay until they can they can figure it out. Um, and so he was in a situation where he was suspended. He got suspended uh, the, the 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 last time. Like, he actually got to a point. He was white. He would not go out without a black officer with him. Because he, as a white, he just, anyone that was black, which is much of Nork, he wouldn't arrest him. He just stopped arresting him because... He was the one that kept, because he would have to not only lose the pay, but then he's got to fight to get the pay back and, and then get interest on it because he's, he, meanwhile, would rack up bills on his credit card. Now, the last time was really bad because I think he, he was uh, suspended for like months uh, because his partner, if I remember correctly, his partner was black. Some kid pulled out a BB gun on the police officer and the officer pulled out his his weapon and in the last second realized that was a bb gun and didn't fire but he was so ticked off that the partner got so angry he shot the kid with his own bb gun in the jail which was wrong okay but both partners were suspended even though the guy that I went to church with had nothing to do with it. And he eventually was found innocent. And But he had like six months of back pay. He had to fight to get that back. He maxed out all his credit cards. What did the union say? Hey, we, we'll take care of you. He was working eight-hour shifts at ShopRite for security and eight-hour shifts at the hospital. And he liked the hospital because he could sleep if nothing was going on. Think about this. Is this what you want? A police officer with a weapon... That has to make split-second decisions, and he's working 24 hours a day. The only sleep he gets is in the hospital when things aren't going wrong, right? He's not living with his family because his family lives down South Jersey, so he's sleeping at his mother's house when he can, you know, when he can get off work and have a few hours, right? This is the why did that officer that you're referring to make that mistake? Because as she said, she was exhausted. Yeah, Why just, is it that an officer makes a mistake of pulling instead of their taser, their gun? They're exhausted. They're not, like, the police are the last ones you want to be having on-the-job exhaustion. You know? So, um, I'm just trying to read some of the comments here. But, all right. So, let, let's move to the situation with Joel Stein's church. Um, So, looking at, at the article, and so I was wrong on the age. It says a shooter, um, uh, a shooter who was killed by an off-duty police officer uh, after open fire at a Houston megachurch while seemingly using a seven-year-old child as a human shield, has been identified. This is a transgender using. So, why did they bring the child? to use the child as a human shield. If I if I hold
3: the child in front of me, they won't shoot at me. Mm-hmm.
4: mm Mhm.
2: And you know, this is like you want to sit here and be like, "Oh, we should we like Audrey Hale, they they the the transgenders held her up as a as a role model. They were saying how how strong she was and how, you know, like um yeah, no. There's nothing
3: strong about killing children.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, and, the, and elderly the, the, and the elderly. Yeah. There's a four, there's, there's, I think there's a, 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 another level of depravity. If you, if you go to kill children.
2: Well, and I think if it's even more, and if it, if this was her child here or his child, I guess, cause he was, uh, police said also identified him as so police identified uh, identified as a woman named Guinese. Police also identified him as a man named Jeffrey. so we don't know which one he actually was. And, and I guess this is the thing they they weren't saying biological or not, so I don't know. but uh, but to use your especially if it's your own child, knowing you you're going to a church to, to open fire and you bring your own child, that's even worse, if, if that's the case. Bringing a child's bad enough and bringing the child so that you could use the child as a human shield. I mean, folks, you know who does that? Hamas. Oh, and what did I say was written on the gun? On the AR-15 that all the liberals say, you know, the bad, bad guns? They, You know what AR stands for, Right. Drew, it stands for assault rifle, right?
3: Assault rifle, yeah, automatic yeah, yeah. rifle. It stands for Arma Armalite. You know? Yeah, not yeah. Armalite. No, yeah,
2: not Armalite rifle. None at all. Not at all.
3: No,
2: yeah, the maker of the, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be that. And Smith and Wesson, you know, must mean something else, you know. <laughs> so
3: they're a bakery, right? Yeah,
2: they're a bakery. Uh, so, so what you you see is as we look at this. You know, and and I, I want to. I'm going to end up with this giving a, what I think a Christian perspective on on all this. But I I want to lay out what what happened, because look, regulars here, you know, we do not think very highly of Joel Olstein as a pastor. But would, would that be fair to say, Drew?
3: That would be very fair to say.
2: Yes. Would we even consider him a pastor?
3: <laughs> we would not we wouldn't consider him a pastor we wouldn't consider him a preacher we wouldn't consider him a teacher of the bible we wouldn't consider Lakewood to even be a church
2: yeah but i do think you hit the nail on the head it's a motivational center i like that
3: yeah yep
2: that, that's the new name of it <laughs> so you know but the the reality is do you think this person and i don't even know what their real name is so i'm just going to say person do you think that they cared about the theological differences that Christians have with Joelstein? No, I think
3: they actually thought that this was a church. They viewed this as a church and the people inside as Christians. And it's
2: called one of the largest, if not the largest, church in America. So this is... Yeah, I think it used to be,
3: it used to be a basketball arena where the Houston Rockets used to play, um, is what I believe it used to, it was at one time. And so it's a, it's, it, it seats, uh, several thousand people. Like I want to say 40,000 people, maybe 20,000 people It seats. Wow. Okay.
2: And so w- what you end up seeing is here, this person is gotta, you know, pro Hamas uh, pro sorry pro Palestine sign on the weapon so so right there i look at that and say okay y- y- there's problems here and i think that what we end up seeing with it is we can as christians we can sit and and some may accuse maybe Drew and i of doing this so far we could sit back and complain and I'm trying to lay out the, the facts of it and, and give the details, but I want to say, when we look at this from a Christian perspective, should we be surprised, first off? Not if you've ever read First Peter. If you've read First Peter, you shouldn't be surprised. You know, Peter wrote a whole book about preparing for persecution because... He knew to expect it. And so I think that what we end up seeing is we see that there is, um, you know, th- there is a, some that we have to recognize this is going to happen. Now, can we do things to protect ourselves? Yeah. Um, and I want to explain that, you know, in Texas is a little bit more interesting. I'm going to play a video Drew, I know you've seen it. I'm going to play a video with two lawyers talking about the shooting at Lakewood, um, and, and why it was. It's interesting because churches are one place where, you, for a while, you were not allowed to bring a gun.
3: Yeah, which is very interesting. I, did, yeah. I I actually did not know that.
2: Yeah, and so you know, I know I know a number of pastors who who carry only. In church.
3: See, I, I, I carry, but I either have one on me or I have one within reach. Yeah, but I always have one in the vicinity, and and whether that's in my car, whether that's at work, whether that's at church, where wherever, especially if I'm with out with my family and we're going somewhere, um, I always always
2: have at least one and then at least a knife as well well see and this is the thing i'm saying there's those who carry conceal carry uh or open carry i've been in plenty of churches where i've seen both um you know I, i remember being in one church in florida and uh i turned i turned to one of the deacons and i said so you got an urban carry that's the type of holster and he looked at me like he's like you're from Jersey. I said yeah, but I I know what an urban holster looks like, <laughs> you know. And an urban holster is one that really hidden. It slides all the way down your leg, uh, so that you really can't see the weapon. But uh, it it doesn't what they call print. And so the the thing is that I know I know pastors though that their only concern is for their their flock because they know that they're going to be the ones who see someone coming, do coming and do something there. They, their perspective, right. Unless you you have someone that's all the way in the back of a building. And that's why some churches that are bigger have, have people stationed throughout the church in different angles for security. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So when, whenever me and my wife go out to eat, uh, I sit in a strategic place. Uh, I never sit with my back to the door. <laughs> I always sit where I can see the exits, but primarily the, the front entrance. So I
2: can see who's coming and who's going. Okay. So, so I got to tell you a fun story. So we're at the, uh, the, now it wasn't the phrase, the second annual um, South Jersey apologetics conference. The speakers are, Myself, Matt Slick, and David Wood, and so before the uh, the before the the Friday night, the pastor takes us out for dinner. We look in the restaurant, and all three of us as speakers spotted the one seat we all want. There was one seat that you had your back to the wall, you had a view of the restaurant, and, and so the argument. Begins on who's going to get that seat. Matt goes for it, and and Matt, you know, I've said Matt, you know, you, you can't sit there. I, you know, well, actually, David Wood was like, "Well, I want to sit there." I said, well Matt, you can't sit there." He's like, "Why not?" He goes, "I want to sit here to be able to protect you guys." And I said, "Matt, you're not in Idaho anymore. You're in New Jersey. You don't have a gun with you." And he was like, "All right." And so David Wood goes, yeah, you need me because I can protect you with my martial arts. And and so Matt goes, well, I got Krav Maga. So the two of them discuss how much they've been doing their training. And so Matt was out of it because... David Wood did more training. So then I smiled, and David Wood is pulling the seat back. And then I started explaining my martial arts background, and he, he just looked at me, turned the seat, turned behind the seat so that I could sit in it. <laughs> so I got the seat being the one that, if it came down to just the use of hands, that we all determined I had the, the best skills to protect the table. <laughs> but but there, is, there, there are pastors who have to in their mind, carry to protect the flock. Why? Because churches are targeted. One of the common things you have in churches now is, which I, I I really can't stand this, but I understand why so many churches do it. They lock the doors soon as service begins. While people are walking around and look. but after that, they lock the doors. Now, our church does that, and we have someone that stays at the door, and they have a really nice... Uh, Eyepiece. I don't know how they did it, but it you can you can look out even from a distance and have a full view of the outside, but outside you can't see in. You know it just really does it well, and so, um, but there's someone that's watching to see if someone's going to come in. Uh, in a previous church I was at, there'd be a sign on the door, to, and and people would to text the person to open the door for you. Um, yeah,
3: yeah I've, heard about, I've, heard, I've heard about things like that.
2: Yeah, which I'm not a big fan of that one either because you just gave out your phone number. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know, I, 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 we should have just gotten a, a beeper. Oh, wait, Drew, you probably don't know what those are. Uh, a beeper was I this. Look, look like
3: I live <laughs> in, I am a part of the generation, okay, that saw the end of the rotary phone and the iPhone. Okay. You did not see a
2: rotary phone. My, Come
3: on. My grandmother had a rotary
2: okay, phone. Okay, your grandmother. All right.
3: My my dad, I remember my dad had a beeper before he got a cell phone and I remember when he when my mom and dad, I rem, I remember their phone numbers for the first cell phones <laughs> that they ever had.
2: Well, I, I remember mine cuz I still have it. Mm. <laughs> still have that number. So, but uh You know, as we look at this, yeah, I think there's a part where in church we have to recognize that we have to be more careful. The church is being targeted, and the media is not going to come to the defense of the church. Look, you could look at the, you know, when when Roe versus Wade was, it was leaked, it was going to be overturned. There were pregnancy centers being burned, being blown up. And there was no interest in investigating it. But you get one shooting at a, in an abortion clinic, and it's a huge issue. And, and it's all over the news. And, like, where were you when, you know, you, you can't block a, you can't even block an abortion clinic. You'll get arrested. But you can blow up a pregnancy center and no harm. And, and it's, you know, I don't want anyone to think there's a double standard. It's, it's not actually a double standard. Tyranny doesn't have a double standard. They have a single standard. Their way, or you're dead. I mean, their way, or you're in jail. That, that's not, in, in, those who think that the leftists have a double standard, it's not. It's tyranny. It's, it's whatever they say yeah, goes. It's,
3: it's do what I say, yeah. Do what I say, or we're going to take you down. Correct. And, so and and then we're the only ones that are trying to go, that's not right. We actually have laws. Uh, you know, we have a certain form of government. Uh, so what you're doing is not right. We're basically the ones trying to play by the rules while they're going, there are no rules. Yeah, man. there are no rules.
2: The rules are whatever we say, and they can change any moment. So I, I want to, you know, and we'll probably end it a little bit early tonight because uh, Unless people have questions but and come in. But I want this this video is eleven minutes. Uh, what do you Drew? I'm thinking of playing it at one and a half speed. Hold
3: on, let me let me put this up from Chris Huff. It says tyranny doesn't have a standard,
2: hashtag that's a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a double standard, it's tyranny. Yep. Right. And and that's where we're at. So I want to play this. This is the um, they're called the their their channel is called Armed Attorneys. If you're interested in uh, if you're interested in anything with uh, Second Amendment rights, uh, I recommend you check them out. Uh, they're two attorneys that are uh, knowledgeable on the on the the issues of gun laws. They you know do a lot of videos to educate people on what to do in different situations. <clears throat> If, you, if you're concealed carrying, you definitely should be checking guys like, you know, I can't say, channels like this, you know, out. Because... Well,
3: what, what you should also have is you should also have carry insurance as well, mm-hmm. like USCCA. Yeah. Um, because what they do is when you're a member of USCCA, if for any reason you have to pull your gun and you have to discharge it, they will send an attorney for you. So <coughs> they they actually send a defense team uh, for you that price.
2: For yeah, you. I think, uh, <clears throat> got to double check. I think, I, I don't remember if UCCA sends an attorney. They, they think they have one available, but I think with UCCA, you can pick your own or, or get one of the, I think, I think you get your own. Both, yeah. yeah, I think they get their, you get their own and and then they'll pay for it. Um, there's others, there's, there are ones that will provide an attorney and look, there's nothing wrong with getting multiple, (laughs) you'll get multiple
3: insurance, but, but even things like this, right. The, the sources that they, the resources they provide things like training thing. They, I mean, they'll send out, they have a a magazine that comes out, I think every month that has, um, practical articles for you to follow. And they just have different things. What do you do in this situation? Yeah. So it's, it's, it. everyone should invest
2: in some type of carry insurance. So this, this, the title of this video is called less laws save lives. Lakewood Church attack breakdown. Uh Drew I, I don't know do you do you think we should play this all the way through and then talk about it or chop it up as we go? I fear if we chop it up we we may
3: we may be here for a while. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um why don't why don't we play it and then we'll we'll take notes? But mm-hmm. there's a lot I mean look in 11 minutes they're going to give you a whole breakdown of what happened there. And so um, I I think this will be really helpful for you, all right?
5: I hate it when lack of gun laws makes people murder innocent civilians. I Mm. hate that.
4: Yeah, I wish they would make that a crime. I
5: wish they would make that a crime. We are the Arms Attorneys. Today we're talking about the recent attack at Lakewood Church over the weekend. We're going to talk about what happened at Lakewood. We're going to talk about how fewer laws actually saved lives. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how the Democrats are reacting. And then finally, what can we do going forward? What lesson can we draw from this attack? So before we get started, show your support for the Second Amendment by hitting the like button.
4: And to start off, we got to talk about the history Of the law and carrying in houses of religious worship, just a little bit. And I think. Yeah, so you
5: know, like where we are right now.
4: And I think this is illustrative for everyone because I think it's a good timeline. It shows how these little changes make huge differences Mm -hmm. in how you could apply this in your state.
5: Yes. So, I mean, I guess step
4: one. Um, In
5: 1995 in Texas, we actually didn't get concealed carry by license here until 1995.
4: Yeah, carrying handguns in Texas generally in public from the 1800s, 1880s up until 1995. Mm -hmm. Crazy enough, couldn't do it.
5: Couldn't do it. So January 1st, 96, you are allowed to carry guns. However, you are not allowed to do so in... Churches. Churches in 2007, that changes. So, and this actually, I know this little bit of inside baseball from talking to um, a lobbyist, a gun lobbyist who's been doing it a really long time in Texas. Is this why it's so complicated? This is why it's so complicated. (laughs) So, um, when they removed churches, they just did it, and it's not worth explaining here, but anyone who read the law would be like, what? Because churches were still prohibited, but then you had to read all the way down in this tiny little subsection where it was just hidden away that you actually could carry into a church except that the church could post Trespass signs, basically, that made it a crime to carry inside, only if they posted signs. And the reason they did that, actually, is that they were trying to hide it from the Democrats. Yeah, And so, like, the lawmaker who wanted the bill, like, handed the NRA lobbyist and, like, his staffer, like, a wad of cash and told him to go get drunk till they figured it out. So they, like, wrote that in a bar. (laughs) which explains why it's so complicated. But, so anyway, that was 2007. Then, more recently, right? Yeah,
4: well, I'd say 2007. It's worth noting, at the same time, Texas, we added uh, civil immunity for self-defenders. So, Mm -hmm. the same time that we're starting to pull back some of these gun-free zones... We add this protection where if you're acting in justified defense, um, that you are immune from damage. Somebody can still sue you. You still got to respond to a lawsuit. But at the end of the day, if your conduct was justified, you wouldn't lose your house or your car, or, you know, maybe your retirement account because your conduct was justified. Uh, fast forward just a little bit further. We were, 2017, really? That's yeah, next date. Yeah, next yeah. date. So we go about a decade. It's completely removed from the list of prohibited places. Yes. You know, we take houses of religious worship, churches, we take that completely out of the list. Um, it, kind of floated around for a little while. All remainder language got deleted with the passage of Texas constitutional carry. That was in 2001. 2021.
5: We also have more church laws,
0: though. And these yeah, are we have also, a new church
5: law. Well, these are also important, right? Because going back, I mean, when I first started doing what I'm doing and mm-hmm. sort of advising people on gun law, um, people would call in and say, I want to have like sort of just this covert church security team, people yeah. who have licenses because we didn't have constitutional carry at the time, who want to help protect the church. Am I allowed to do that? And we just would look at the occupations code, which is what in Texas says, this is what licensed security does. Uh This is when you're, you know, essentially violating the occupations code by pretending to be licensed security. Right. And so we would tell people, yeah, you can have a church safety team. Just don't, you know, wear anything that says security. Don't get paid. Don't blah, 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 blah. And a list of, you know, admonitions. And then in 2017, um, The Texas legislature actually passed a bill that said exactly what we've been advising people, just to clarify. Yeah. So, you know, we knew in Texas you could have a church safety team. You just couldn't call them
4: security. You couldn't pay them. Call yourself demon hunters. Call yourself demon hunters. That's what we would tell people. But I think what's really good about that is because all these security guard companies and what it came down to were people were, you know, they thought they were looking like security. um, Typically needed a license to act as security. And all these security guard companies were going down and shaking down these churches saying, Hey, pay us some money, yeah. or we're gonna report you for having um unlicensed security yeah. officers.
5: Why don't you just got a lot of little churches can't afford
4: that. Right. So. But they want to protect themselves but, because as we've seen, churches, um, they yeah. are they are a target of many attacks.
5: Unfortunately, yes.
4: So um, So that 20... happened. That was 2017 where we we memorialized or yes. we codified this volunteer church safety team provisions where churches could now have volunteers act as security effectively on their on their campuses, yeah. and so that was that was a great leap forward. Yes, in
5: twenty twenty three, and if your state doesn't have this, start calling your lawmakers. Yep. Twenty twenty three, we said, hey, those guys who are protecting the church, if they shoot someone, the church is not responsible for their actions because a lot of churches then found they were like. We want to have this volunteer security team we want to have you know any sort of security officer here we don't want to be on the hook yep. for what they do and so
4: yeah that's what thing we get a new law just kind of and that's why we mentioned that immunity from liability that was only towards the individuals mm-hmm. so when you have these lawsuits everyone is getting dragged in theoretically a church would get dragged in some of these little churches they would just stop existing yeah and so we passed immunity from liability for the acts of these safety team members. Um. So let's say we find ourselves in this kind of Lakewood church scenario. Um, now the church would be immune from diet damages. Absolutely. But I think that leads us kind of into our first question. So we give all that background to show how all these little laws have been chiseled away over time, how we've added protections for our self-defenders, yeah. for our houses of religious worship. So let's talk about what happened at Lakewood.
5: Armed person, purportedly a woman with a five-year-old child, went into Lakewood church, had a long gun had a trench coat, had a backpack began her attack and then was immediately shot by security yeah immediately
4: the current report now we have uh, one deceased that's the that's her that that's the our, our attacker two injured an innocent uh, man who was just happened to be a bystander oh. and then the child that she brought into the church with her so those are our two purported injuries at this time
5: right so the Texas Democrats immediately issued a statement that was like, lax gun laws. Yeah. This happened because of lax gun laws. Like, So what did the Texas Democrats have to say? Today's shooting at Lakewood Church is yet another example of the danger and trauma that reckless gun laws have bestowed upon our community. I hate it when lack of gun laws makes people murder innocent civilians. I Mm. hate that.
4: Yeah, I wish they would make that a crime. I
5: wish they would make that a crime. No place of worship, shopping center, classroom, or shared public space is safe under the leadership of those that place the gun lobby over Texas's safety. Richard, as the gun lobby, why did you do that to everyone?
4: Yeah, I'll have to reflect on that.
5: Reflect on that, please. We are praying for the injured and all those impacted by this senseless act of violence. Well, yes, I do. I I support that statement. Yep. Texans do not deserve to live in fear of a shooting at any time, and as more details emerge, we are grateful for the swift response of first responders under Mayor Whitmire's leadership, said Texas Democratic Party Chairman Gilberto Hinojosa.
4: Yeah. So, well, the first responder in this case was the church safety team.
5: Yes. Also, I will say, um, if I could not carry, I would live in fear of shootings at all times. So. Yeah. Please don't do that to me, Texas Democrats. You're right. You make a good point.
4: But I do think this brings up kind of one of something that we brought up in the intro is like, it is a pretty clear straight line. I mean, we just laid it out how fewer laws in this situation save lives. Yes. And how by empowering our self-defenders, empowering our houses of religious worship. I mean, somebody fact checked me on this, but I think one of the biggest determining factors in one of these kind of incidents is the first time they... The attacker meets armed resistance.
5: Armed resistance. They turn the guns on themselves almost immediately, almost every time. Yes, that is an FBI statistic. So, Thank you for bringing that up. I will also say we got concealed carry in Texas because someone was shooting up a restaurant. I won't, it's a very famous, so I won't go through the facts, but someone was shooting up a restaurant and nobody could have guns. And someone actually had one in their car, maybe lawfully, maybe unlawfully at the time, right? Because it was still really difficult to travel with one at that yep. point. And that person rushed in with their handgun. So a lot more people died because there was not a person there to provide armed resistance. Yep. So it just is. So Texas Democrats, what is the takeaway though going forward?
0: Yeah,
4: I think this is a good model for other states. I really do. And not just for houses of religious worship, for all of our gun-free zone places, our places where criminals why won't criminals just get the memo on this? But for
5: all of these that, places, that criming where it's easy to crime is better is a better place to
4: crime. I wish somebody would teach them not to do that.
5: Might, you know, I, I'm with you, but you can see how they make that connection. But
4: I think it's a good model that shows how we start pulling back the the onion layers on this. Start making it not a place where the vulnerable congregate. Start empowering the people who congregate in those locations to defend themselves. And this is, I mean. To say that this is exactly how I envision this law to work, this is exactly how I envision this law to work.
5: Yes, and I mean, we can just see. I mean, like look back at two other church shootings in Texas. Jack Wilson there in the house of worship providing church security immediately, right, immediately shoots the attacker. Yep. Look at Stephen Williford. Not actually inside the church. Skip church that day, right. right? No one else can provide arm resistance in the church. He's outside the church. Here's shots next door. So many people die. Yeah. And if Stephen Wilford had been in there that day, I know he would have been carrying, and I know that he would have. I mean, he would have been able to act before that many people died. So I mean, I mean, you can just look at how these things play out and understand that it's not the gun laws.
4: No, no, no speedy recovery to the innocent child to um, our innocent bystander. I mean, the law's worked. The law's worked. But we hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did, consider subscribing hitting that like button and help us fight the anti-2A algorithm by sharing this video.
5: And please comment for us below. Do more guns make us safer? Do you think that uh, we should rid ourselves of all gun-free zones? Until next time, we're the armed attorneys.
2: uh show notes for the podcast so you guys could go because what they did what what i i I really thought was valuable to to for churches because what they go through and what they were starting to go through was the the history there of their whole point was when you have less gun laws it's safer all right less people die and right
3: because because you're not restricting the good guys and carrying the guns correct
2: Criminals criminals don't care about laws. That's why they're criminals. I mean, it, it's crazy that we try to make laws for people that don't obey laws and don't care to obey laws.
3: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, we have laws about not stealing, but yet the criminals who like to s- steal, they, they still steal.
2: Yeah. And so... Um, <clears throat> and And you know, Chris Hannels saying this would be good to share with my church safety team. It would and this is why I wanted to play it because they're showing how as lawyers, less law produces more safety. But the other thing that I found really interesting with it was and they they were just getting into it <clears throat> to explain it and that is the church safety teams there's you got to know your local laws to be able to you can't call them a safety team. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny that the one guy says, call them demon hunters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, you can call them something other than security. You can call them a safety team. And that would be okay in, in most states. But right. se- yeah. you, calling them security means that mm-hmm. they're trained. They, you, you know, in mm-hmm. some states, they, they have to have a certain amount of training. You, right. you, got, you can't pay them. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and
3: and that's what they, and that's what they were saying. They were saying, uh, you know, they had security teams or security companies that were coming in and they were saying, Hey, uh, you're calling this a security team, but yet you're not licensed as a security team. We're a security team. If you pay us, we'll come do it.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to put, I'm, I'm putting the link on, on, because some folks in Facebook won't see the, the link that I dropped in the chat there. So I put that up. You guys can; it's not too long, so you could be able to type that out and and watch it later. But they were going through the the whole idea of how to, you know, as we we got to be able to protect the church. And they end up going in and breaking down what happened with Joel Steen's church, um, you know, step by step. And and so it, it's good to do. That, but as as church members, I think we need to be aware of the fact that if you're going to carry in church, which I know a lot of people want to um, know what the laws are. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like D, D says, you know, we have, we have police officers in our church who conceal and carry. And that's, that's good when you have police officers. Um, well,
3: just if you're going to be an owner of a firearm, regardless you need to know the laws of your state and if, if you're going to have a so here in georgia we now have constitutional carry now how the law was written before it was do i need a, a, a carry permit yes can i carry a gun without a carry permit Yes, because the law was so vague in how it was written, it, it, you could say both things. But now we don't we don't need a carry permit. We have constitutional carry. The only reason we would actually need one now is if we're carrying out of state because yeah. there's some there's 20, 30 states I think that recognize Georgia
2: carry licenses. So <clears throat> well, you know, Chris Honholds is saying Nevada actually requires a state approved security ID card. To do private security. <clears throat> Let me tell you how, how tough Nevada must be. I, I hope I'm not going to get.
3: Of all, it's <clears throat>
2: Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Because, sorry.
3: because if you remember when we were in Indiana
2: and I said Nevada and Chris yelled at me. Yeah, but he didn't have a taser with him. So it, it didn't matter. He could yell all he, all he wants <laughs> when he's got his taser. No, sorry. His taser was taken away that's right. His toys were taken away when he retired. Um, but uh, le- let me, let me, <laughs> he says, thank you, Drew. Nevada is so hard. I, I hope I'm not going to get myself in trouble here, Mr. Hanholds, But uh, so you could be a police officer carrying a weapon for 25 years and retire. And the next week go to work private security and yet they won't let Chris do certain things until he actually passes a test to use his weapon. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like, hey, I've only been carrying and have to be proficient and train every single year. <laughs> but no, we can't trust you with a gun there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's his state. But uh, but I will say this, if you carry, okay, if you are a gun owner, let me Preface it that way. Forget if you carry. If you are a gun owner, take classes, train, practice. Don't just go to a range by yourself and go, oh, yeah, hey, look, I'm having some fun shooting off some bullets. Okay? Um,
3: we no. Have, we have someone in backstage who can tell you that how much he does dry runs, dry fire, um, uh, when his family is not home, he will <clears throat> run over shooting solutions by himself in his house.
2: And he does it all the time. That's because he's got no life. I see his head nodding up and That's down. He works, and, and he, he, he just stopped on that one. He he that. Just, <laughs> notice he just stopped. Where he's nodding his head like this until I said he's got no life. And he went, hey, he, his head was up and he's just trying to push it up higher. <laughs> There's Mr. Huff. So, so this is uh, this is nothing. It doesn't actually, doesn't. You can actually, you can actually take this out, but you can't put any ammunition in. But this is the proper weight, and this is exactly designed for for what I carry, or if if I carried. Let's just assume maybe I carry, maybe I don't. But uh, and it just laser. That's all. This one Glock, is Glock 17. This is Glock. Yep. This is the, the uh, 19. 19 so, no okay. 17.
1: 17. Yeah. I was about to say that's a big, that's yeah. a big
2: frame. So the nice thing about this is I can, I don't know if he's, if I can get, yeah. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, so, so what the, what the, yeah. Yeah. So what this does is I have a target. I use, I target pro and you know, you're you're practicing dry fire. Why, Chris? Have, why is dry fire so important? Um, so the
1: term I've I've started using is dry practice. Um, mm. Dry practice, I practice. Um, because the thing about um, the thing about shooting is is especially in a self defense situation. Um, and God forbid anybody ever listening to this or watching this right now is ever in that that, that kind of situation. you know what I mean? Really that. Me. Um, but, but, you know, you guys brought up a good point is this is the world we live in. Um, scripture tells us that that, the men will go from bad to worse. Scripture tells us that out of Mark seven, out of the heart proceeds all of these things. And, and that's exactly what we're seeing. It's not a gun problem. It's not a violence problem. It's a sin problem. It's a depravity problem. Um, and part of the, the, you know, part of the thing about, about being prepared is, and, and, and is, is being aware of this and so and then being able to be proficient especially men let me talk to the men for a second um women as well but especially men like that's how the lord has built you he's built you to be a protector and provider um so going back to your question Andrew, one of the reasons that i do that and by the way you can do it with an unloaded pistol you can do it with a carbine you can do it with uh, well the,
2: with cer- uh, with
1: certain well you have there. But the, but the point is, certain pistols well, make sure
2: yeah certain so, because certain ones you, know, you can't You can't, you can't do like my, my Smith and Wesson I used to have, you can't, you would not be able to do dry, dry practice, what you call it, uh, because it's a hammer. Well,
1: I'm not, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about breaking the trigger. I'm not talking about that.
2: No. So what you do, oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, the whole, the whole
1: thing, the whole reason you're doing that is not, yes, you want to, whatever platform you're using, you want to know that platform inside and out right? You want to know what does the trigger feel like? Where's the, if it's striker fired, where's the wall, how much pressure do you need? Um, there are a couple different drills I could just talk about real quick right now that you could do at a flat range by yourself or in your home that's unloaded that will teach you to get used to that. But the whole thing with dry fire are your eyes Mm -hmm. because in a self-defense situation, you're Mm -hmm. not going to present and go, Oh wait, let me just get it right. Okay. No, usually what's going to happen is you're going to draw and it needs to be muscle memory to where you look, pick something in the room. I'm on it. And and it's right there. It's training your eyes to do instinctive, what's mm-hmm. called instinctive, or there's some other terms for it, but instinctive shooting, because that that's what self-defense is. Yeah. And, self-defense and, moments, you're going to be drawing and backing up. You're going to be, yeah. you know, you're going to be moving. And that I like yeah. flat ranges. Flat ranges teach you. Um, hand-eye coordination. They teach you how to figure out which eye is dominant. They teach you how to operate that firearm. But I mean, really, where, where the rubber's going to meet the road is is what you do. What Drew said when I was backstage is: Can you move and shoot? Yeah. Can you, you know, in a situation like what happened at Lakewood? Well, can right, can you? Know, can you know it's details. not just. It's um, just
2: not move and shoot. Can you fall and shoot? Because people don't, oh, yeah. you know, like I, you know, I did a training where move back. It, it wasn't just move back it was, you had to fall back yeah. because there's right. times where well, you might absolutely. be, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. so it's, it's, and, but I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I know you said the men, but I'm going to say, if there, look, if, if you have a weapon in your house, mm-hmm. do not allow it to be accessed by anybody who is not trained to, to use it. Absolutely. And so if you, if you have a wife who, who is not willing to be trained, then don't give her the combination, right? Right. The the reason right. being is if a person doesn't know how to use a weapon properly, they usually are the ones that end up dead. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
1: Accidents. Accidents happen. Yeah. 100%. I mean, there, there's. So, but, but no, man. It's, when you it, it, you
2: said the muscle memory there there's mm-hmm. so so there's a, uh, a spot where if I was to pull it out, you know, I'm gonna I, you know I come right. Uh, you really can't see from here. You know, I'm going to come right to about here. I come right up, yep. up to my rib cage. That's that is muscle memory. It goes right to. The, I, I have one spot where I'm going to bring it right to, and and the purpose of that is what, what you just said, Chris. It's it's a muscle memory, and at that spot, I'm right about the the hip range. That's that's uh-huh. where I'm going. So, the next one, um, I I'm not fully yeah. straight out, but I'm I'm just getting my second hand on. And I'm just kind of, you know, in a, in a position, but now I'm trying to get core, core body if I had to, and then you're extending. So I, I could get three rounds out really quickly.
1: Oh, 100%, 100%. And you'd be surprised. And that that's one of the things, that's one of the things that I practice. I'll yeah. take my, uh, my, tr- my trainer here. This is my trainer. Uh, <laughs> Drew has the same trainer. Um, he might, you know, and you're coming up here and I don't really know if you can see it. But you're coming up here.
2: Well, we got to describe. We you got to describe where you're there. coming up to for the oh, I'm sorry, audio. Yeah, people who are listening. Yeah.
1: So if you're if you're drawing out, I mean,
2: it, there's so many different
1: scenarios. But you want to try to play through the scenarios. But if you're in a position where you got somebody in your face and you're doing like this, you're trying to you're pushing back and blocking and drawing here. This is where the first shot's going to clack off. Yeah. And then you're going to create some space. So so to come up cr- to your center line. Press out. Yeah. Don't scoop. Press
2: out. And so, so with your sternum. With, so what, for folks who are listening on the audio, what you're doing is you, you mm-hmm. pulled it up to your, you know, up to your rib cage, the, you know, mm-hmm. just leaning it against the rib cage, your second mm-hmm. one, your, your center line, you put your second hand around, and then you pushed it yep. out. Pushed it out. The
1: grip down and it out.
2: And, and so you got to tramp it. But, but, you know, the, I, I'm, my big thing is to emphasize on training. Okay, awesome. if, and if you if you're with you know, Drew, you mentioned USCCA. Uh, if you're with them, they have training. It's part of part of what they give you is the training. Yep. Watch the videos, but take the class. I got. Can I have a. Yeah. I have a guy change, that I train with.
1: But let me let me let me caution everyone. Just be careful with USCCA. There's some stuff lately coming out with them. Um, there's some situations that are under investigation and with their insurance provider.
2: Yeah. And
1: so just be careful. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm looking at at others as well. Yeah.
2: And like I said, it's not bad to have multiple insurance (laughs) It doesn't hurt worth worth the money to never use it. Uh, But, but they offer the training that, you know, and that's the big thing I would say is if, if you are going to, if you're going to have, something like that, you got to know how to use it. And, you know, in in a case like this church situation, you know, look, we have to realize that there's fewer police on the force. I mean, remember, we're supposed to, uh, you know, we're supposed to defund the police. Um, So, you know, with that, you just go, okay, what are we going to, you know, so, so,
0: okay, let me, let me say one more
1: thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just as far as the the training piece, you know, the, the likelihood that any of us are ever going to be in a situation, uh, again, God forbid, it could happen, you know, um, uh, it, it, where, where we have to deploy and discharge a firearm in self defense uh, or in defense of others, is is pretty rare. Um, it happens. It happened. I mean, and you hear about it. But um, I, I would say this is a challenge, and, 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 and we've talked about this this topic before, but, but I would say this is you yourself, like this trainer is a shield. It's a tool. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a shield, it's a 365X macro, but it, it's, it, it's a shield, it's a tool. You are the weapon. Um, and, and understand that you're not always, you may not always be in a place where you can access that weapon. You may be in a place where you have to be the weapon. So women, make sure you can defend
2: yourself. Yeah. Make
1: make sure you, you know, if you don't want to carry a firearm, more more than that, carry a a screwdriver, make make sure you can make sure you can rack,
2: make sure you can rack. I mean, I have a friend of mine, you know what he does? Mm -hmm. He trains how to rack against his jeans. What if he oh. doesn't have a hand free? What if he's got a racket left-handed? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, you, you got to be. You you have to know how to use it if if you're going yep. to. Like the, the worst thing to do is to just think. Oh, I I I know how to pull a trigger. I'm fine. No, no, no. no, no. no you're dangerous.
3: Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. no. Chris, the, the, Chris, what you were just saying makes me think of uh, Tim Kennedy. And what mm-hmm. he always says is, "Help is not coming, right?" No. So you you, so you are your own help. Yeah.
2: You are you are, are the first help. responder. So you
3: have to be prepared. And so not. And here's the thing: what if you're the person who doesn't have a firearm? Then you must yep. know how to get out of certain situations. Or one yeah. thing people don't don't have, and you see this, and just go to the store and pay attention
2: people don't have situational, situational awareness. awareness oh yeah. How many how, how many people walk you're around funny. with their their phone. Their, their phone is sitting there and they're staring at their phone. Like don't do that when you're in public.
3: <laughs> I can't no, so well, I've I, been walking out of the store, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm just just behind people and I'm going I can steal this guy's wallet right now and he would never know. You have no idea. Because yeah. he has he has no clue who's around him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and look look, here's, here's the thing though, too. Like, like people may say, okay, from, from a, from believer standpoint, why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? How does this, where do we see something like this in scripture? Well, I mean, you see, you see commands and reminders in Proverbs all the time about d- discipline, diligence, awareness, wisdom, discernment, seize discipline and do not let her go. Right, You see that all throughout the Proverbs. You see uh, the, the command to be prepared. You see, um, uh, you have to do that. But th- this is the world we live in. And th- no, I'm not saying that, you know, if somebody, like, and let me be clear here too. Like, we have to be really careful in talking about this as believers because there is that spiritual component. There is that biblical component mm-hmm. of how do we respond when we are attacked? How do we respond when someone, when someone comes at us? I mean, obviously, no, we're not going to go. We're not going to go to a place where it's going to be an unnecessary level of violence. But let me say this. Let me be very, very clear about this. And I believe that scripture also supports this is we as believers need to be prepared as far as we need to go to come to defense of of the ones we love and, 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 and ourselves second like i i whoa they're balloons that's weird um, <laughs> so yeah. but we need to be you know so so it's um there's a saying and i'm gonna butcher it right now um but it's it's violence in and of itself i'm not a fan of violence but sometimes there is certain types of violence that stop further violent acts from happening
2: yeah the the, the the thing is and and uh, you yeah, know because chris honhold says and we are way off the original
0: topic well
2: but we're yeah i didn't want to get so much into sort of but not really but
3: yes you know we started talking about transgenderism and violence but then also uh
2: shootings and just what happens and
3: the need to be prepared
2: Uh, yeah and the the thing is is that you know you you have to be ready and and look do you have to carry no Uh, because the thing where i wanted to go earlier was you know in kansas city you had guys tackle the, the shooter. Oh, man. And Protectors. Yeah. these The people yeah. that, they that didn't good. even think about it. And and then the, the one guy said he tackles him, then sees the gun and realizes no, we got to keep this guy down.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. When the cops came, I saw a video. Uh, there was a video someone shot on their phone. So this guy's got this guy and he's cinched down. He's holding him down. He's like, get the rifle, get the rifle, get the rifle.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, like, I, mean, I mean, it's it's you know, it's scary. But you know what? I'm glad that there were people doing that so that there there were less deaths, less people harmed than taking out their phone so they can get the video. No, I'm going to get lots of downloads on this one. Who cares about your downloads? People's lives are at stake. You know, it, it drives me crazy when I see people that see something like that. And instead of, Trying to protect people, they they want to get a video. Now I, I understand people are scared and they run away. That's one thing. The people that just take the video, okay, you should be helping the situation, not getting video, right? But you know, we need more. We need more heroes like that. We need more people willing to stand up and risk their lives. And and as Christians, we need to be more than the world willing to do that because we we have nothing to fear in death. So, you know, it's an aspect where we have to recognize the world that we're in first. We also have to see our role in this world, which is really first and foremost to share the gospel. Amen. But as we said, we, we're an example, whether it's as Drew and I talked about earlier, the, the church members who forgave the guy that shot their their church up, right? The world didn't like that message, Congregant sure. after congregant after congregant saying, I forgive you, I forgive mm-hmm. you, I forgive mm-hmm. you. That, that wasn't what the, yeah. what the world wanted to hear, right? We need to be different than the world. So we can't just sit here and yes. complain and go, oh, it's all bad, it's all bad, it's all bad. Complain is not going to help. We no. of all people should be joyful in this world because we have christ to look forward to
1: and i think i think what we're seeing though too also highlights the need for and and drew you and i've talked about this in the past is we we see a lack of evangelism by so many professing believers in the lord jesus christ today mm-hmm. and i know andrew you agree with that obviously. oh yeah i mean you're about to go to the open air theology conference you know and yeah. um and, and and preach there on calvinism but you know it's it's which by the way i almost i almost uh I was talking to Jeff. Never
2: mind. Yeah, you're coming. You are coming. Don't don't say I, almost. No, I'm not. But you you Jeff are. like you are. Just get Jeff get in the like, car. Dude, I wish I would
1: have known you were available 24 hours ago. Um, so anyway, but but you know, there's a lack of. There's. A lack you're
2: of still. The you could zone. come. By the way, I could. You, you I could, could just mean, grab I Drew, could. throw throw him in the car, and make your way out there i'm just i'm just saying drew's gotta work
1: yeah
3: and i did not put give you know enough time notice to get off
1: yeah but there's a there's a there's a lack of evangelism uh, amongst believers today and i think this highlights a reason like let let me let me put put it this way we've been talking about weapons we've been talking about preparation we've been talking about all that but let me let me say this the, the the highest point of preparation that we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ need to have is the ability, the boldness to proclaim the gospel of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. in in every season, in every season. Um, We need to be living it. We need to be preaching it. We need to be speaking it. We need to be... We need to be doing it, we need to be commanding, when I say commanding, I'm using very specific language here from Timothy, but the goal of our command, the LSB says, or the goal of our instruction, the NASB says, is love, love from a pure heart. And so the, the greatest weapon that we have against transgenderism, against the violence that we're seeing, against the attack on believers, fill in the blank, the greatest weapon we have, scripture tells us, is that of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. We need to be bold in proclaiming that, living that, loving that to everyone around us, you know? And and so that's how we first and foremost fight these battles. That's where it starts. That's where we need to be the most prepared. Um, I think of Paul's words to Timothy again, you know, bodily training is of profit. It's of little profit. Comparatively. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And so part of part of the godliness and, and I'm saying this and I know Drew's gonna love this. I'm saying this as a historic premillennial, like we need to be preaching the gospel in a way where we actually believe what the Great Commission says. Don't say it, Drew. Don't you say it. Like but, but It's the truth. That, that goes for all believers, whether you're historic, pre dispensational. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, well, we are called, look, be a pro. Preach the gospel. That's the weapon that, that, that is going to overtake all this stuff. That's what, that's what the Lord is using. The Lord has promised to build one institution and nothing will ever come against it. And that's the yeah. church. And how he builds it is on the foundation of the gospel.
2: Yeah, you know, Jason, Jason Cave said, <clears throat> you know, from earlier, to be absent mm-hmm. from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and that's something we, we just, we have to recognize is that I, I think when we look at these things, <clears throat> Christians can be, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to church because thing, bad things happen. I, I've heard that from yeah. someone and the answer is no, the, you don't not go to church. you just be more aware when you're at church but are you that afraid to lose your life are you that worried that is your life so bound in in the earthly things that you you're afraid of being without it so so you know that's so we're 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 a little bit off the topic from what we originally started with but i you know i wanted to get into some some aspects and i was going to play a video to show you like. Church security teams or, or safety teams, uh, th- you need to you need them. Okay, we're in a different age, and so you need people to do some safety. But you also need to be aware in your church. Hey, um, how can we do this legally? Uh, well, how can we do this so that the church doesn't get sued if something does happen? So you got you got to think through all those things. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's what, you know, we really want to do. Uh, <clears throat> I want to, I want to end with just, um, uh, I, I wanted to, first off, uh, Rob says he, uh, he got his cable from my podcast. So those that listen to the Rap Report podcast, if you don't, what is wrong with you people? Um, but uh, the Rap Report, I'm going through a series on what is a pastor, and I've been giving out uh, these, these nice uh, cables actually, I have one here. It's, it's where I could show you. Um, so, I they're they're nice longer than your regular type of cable. Um, really doesn't does not kink. Uh, and nice thing, it has a lifetime guarantee. So, if if it breaks what here, where most of is it is it a this is USB
3: C? Is it a well, is it a it's, iPhone flash?
2: So, if the what ones I mean? that I was giving out was USB C to USB C, although it has the adapter here. To be able to go to USB A, but I do have about uh, I think four or five iPhone ones. So here's what we'll do. Um, yeah, well, iPhones now, the, all the
3: iPhones now are going to USB C. Yeah. So yeah, the new ones are USB C. Yeah, but not everyone can afford those,
2: Drew. We're you know, that's true. I can't I look. I've got the lightning port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, um, and, and actually, my son tested this. By the way, he he just he's horrible on cables, and so he he snapped it, and he's like, "So, Dad, has it really got a lifetime warranty?" I said, "Well, call the company." Sure enough, they sent him another cable. So yeah, so that each cable has a uh, a a security code on it, or a a like not a security code, but a uh, social security number. Not social. What is it? Whatever, an ID number, serial number, serial number. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and so they're they're Plus each individually. Guy, like, oh dang, man. Yeah, so uh, so really nice cables. Uh, I'll I'll just say for the record, um, just so people realize, one, no, I did not pay. If you go and look these Mag uh, uh, Magfast Lux cables online, um, they, I think they sell for like seventy nine dollars a piece. So they're not a cheap cable, but uh, they they have they're gold plated which gives them faster uh, speeds, uh, I did not pay $79 a cable. I paid far less. And by the way, I paid it, not the ministry. I donated them to the ministry uh, to be given away. So it was something that, that I did to, to, for the ministry. Um, so for folks here listening to the, the Apologetics Live podcast, I'm going to open it up to you guys as well if you want to, to, to get some of the cables. Here's what I want to know. Uh, We we, we asked earlier, hey, we might think of switching to another night. We want you to email us, let us know. So it's down to staying on Thursday nights or moving to Sunday nights. I want to get feedback. Mm -hmm. And so to get the feedback, I'm bribing you. (laughs) I'm willing to bribe you with a cable. That is a lifetime cable. It'll be the last cable you ever need. Uh, if you have an iPhone, let me know. But here's what I want to know. Sunday or Thursday, what's your preference? And then you can send us your address and let me know if you have an iPhone. And once the iPhone ones run out, after that, you'll have to go buy your own adapter for it <laughs> to talk iPhone. But uh, but yeah, I, I love it just because the, they're, they're longer than the typical cable. Uh, and... They are, they are, they don't kink. They're really neat. Uh, So, uh, so email us at info at strivingforeternity.com. Info at strivingforeternity.com. It'll be in the show notes as well for the podcast. But email us. I want to know Sunday or Thursday, which do you prefer? Um, So, we're bribing you with a cable. Uh, Just shoot us a quick email. I'd appreciate it. If you find this podcast helpful, do me a favor, just text it out to five friends. That's so that others will know that you found it helpful. It's the best way to help us out. Uh, one other thing I want to do is let you know how you could support us. Now, we didn't do a MyPillow commercial. That's one way you could support us. I I could put that up there. You can go to mypillow.com, use promo code SFE. That supports us. But I'm going to ask for special support. Uh, I'm asking for support for our Philippines trip. Uh, we're headed to the Philippines. Uh, the So far, we have raised, I think it was $550 now um, for a $2,500 ticket. Now, understand, once we land in the Philippines, they take care of the food and the the housing and, and everything there, but we have to get ourselves there. Uh, the reason, I and I don't typically sit there and, and ask you guys uh, for support, but in this one, this is a big ticket item where we have not been booking any other things for uh, the states because we got we got to have this money come back in first so um, we' we are looking to get support if you could go to strivingforeternity.org slash support so strivingfraternity org uh, and then slash support that will get you to the page where you can support us uh, and give us a donation. I think there might be a place you could say for a Philippines trip, that would be helpful. So we know it's designated to that. If you want to give monthly, Hey, we're not going to complain, but uh, with that um, drew, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, okay. So we haven't, we haven't talked about me uh, posting uh, about me going to the Philippines and, and raising support. At all, have we in our private conversations? Okay, good. I I want to I want to put you to a test. Um, Okay, because I posted online asking for support, and Mm -hmm. some people said that uh, I was abusing ministry funds uh, by um, spending twenty five hundred dollars for a ticket because they could find cheaper tickets. So I want I want you to help. My math may not be so good. Okay, so twenty five hundred dollar ticket, right? Okay. So I was challenged with why do I fly Delta instead of United because someone found it.
1: That's a no brainer. (laughs) Uh, Anybody who's flown those two airlines should know why.
2: Yeah. Well, I did. There was I could have gotten a flight for fifteen hundred dollars. It was on China Air, and my wife said no. "No." You're not flying yeah. down there. But what uh,
1: what airport are you flying into?
2: So so here we're going to get to that. So so here's the thing. I right. I live in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm not far from Philly. I can go to the New York airports. Um Which and so, one? well, I could go to, I could go to Newark, JFK? I could go to JFK, I could go to LaGuardia. So I looked at all those. Yeah. I also looked at all of the ones in Ohio because when I leave, I'm gone for 2 weeks and my wife is you know, home or I could take her out. And, and what we were originally thinking was I could take her to drive her out to my daughters and she could hang out there and take care of the grandson. And then I drive back and fly out. That was my original plan. So why fly Delta? I fly Delta for a very simple reason. The only reason I'm going to, I I want to go through this is because some people tried to make this public. And, and, and so I want, mm. to, I want to go public on the record. And I, I challenged one, one of the people Privately, and, and let them, okay, find me the flight that will that will be cheaper. You know, um, and so why why Delta? Because with Delta, I can take three 70-pound bags international because I fly just Delta versus one 40-pound bag. I'm going to take clothes for two weeks. I'm going to take ministry materials, the books, everything else. That's how they get out there. So I can take all that which generates money for the ministry or I could leave that behind and just bring my clothes. Right. Or I could pay, I think when I looked it up with United, I think I would end up paying the, the bag fee and overweight fee was going to be, I think it was like $460 for three bags. Oh my. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, so why do I go Delta? Because I just saved myself near 500. So why don't I go to New York? Okay, well, New York is about $200 in tolls and gas to get up there. And don't forget, what am I going to do with the car? Oh, it's going to sit in long-term parking. So if you want to find me a cheaper flight than $2,500, and you're going to find it out in New York, as one person did, you got to add on the $200 for tolls and and gas. You got to add on the long-term parking. So right there, you're at $1,600. And now you got to find something that is, well, as this one person couldn't do. The person was This one person was claiming that I'm misusing uh, funds. I shouldn't be asking people for donations when I'm flying out of Ohio for convenience. Okay, so there's a reason I'm flying out of Ohio. Because my son-in-law will drive me to the airport. Am I paying Close. long-term parking? Am I paying for gas? Well, actually, no, because I'm driving myself out there on my own dime and my son-in-law is going to drive me to the airport and it won't cost anything. So, so you're out of Cleveland? No, I looked at Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, um, and Columbus. And I, we ended up going with Dayton because that was the closest and, okay. uh, all of the flights except for Cleveland, Cleveland had a cheaper flight. And the, what dates, what are the dates? Uh, I am going, good question. So I am going, the dates are April 22nd to May 9th. Okay. So he's, he's looking up to see if he could find some. So Cleveland did have a pretty good flight. Um, and my thought there was I could drive up there from there and maybe leave my car at Mr. Silvestro's house. That was the plan.
1: you going to Manila? Going to Manila. Okay. All
2: right. He's he's going to do some looking, and so the the thing is is that you know for if people want to claim that I'm you know abusing funds or or misappropriating or, or using it as the one person said I'm I'm asking for donations for my convenience to get my wife to Ohio. I said like how is this a convenience thing? Like I was planning on driving to Ohio and then driving all the way back. Mm. You know. Um, so it's nothing of my convenience. It just was financially smarter because the ticket price, w- when I was looking and remember prices change, but when I was looking, yep. it was, I got $2,400, it was like 24 and change. I forget how much, but it was close to 25, but that was a, a decent price compared to all the other prices I was seeing. Yeah. I could sit, get it at 22, 23 out of New York. But I was going to pay a lot more in other things when it goes to New York, uh, right. gas and tolls and and parking. Uh, so you know, when I looked through it, flying out of Philly where I could get someone to drive me to the airport, or flying out of Dayton where I could get someone to drive me out of the, the airport, the price was the same. Still cheaper than than long term parking, tolls, and everything else that I'd have to go through. So the, the, the and and this is how you know that it's not the real issue. The person goes. Well, why don't you just do it by Zoom? Um, because that's not what they asked for. They, they don't. They don't want to go to, you know, the Sky Dome or wherever they're going to be having us and put us up on screen and have Justin, Justin Peters, Jim Osmond, and myself just to be a face. Like there's like I
1: I love doing like this with you guys, but it's so much better in person. Just say. Well, it's
2: it's very different, and if you want to have a greater impact on the church. It's yeah. not, Hey, it's just all about my teaching. It's no, it's that fellowship. Right. It's that getting, it's the one-on-one yeah. that you have. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and
3: there's, yeah. The, there's, a, there's an aspect of once the teaching is done, the ministry begins.
2: Yeah. Correct. And you know, that's why I love the open air theology conference because they book so much fellowship in so yeah. that, you know, that's what makes that conference so great. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that, uh, I, I just I wanted to be public on record on why it is since since someone made that you know made public claims and I wanted to make it public why why I chose to do what I did why I went flew out from where I went why the tickets were so much it's like yeah I could fly a cheaper airline that I don't trust um, I wouldn't be able to take as much materials to to you know for the ministry to be able to be recouped and And the, know,
3: I wonder this person who said that, I wonder who are the pastors and preachers that they listen to? <laughs> because I wonder if those pastors and preachers go on trips and do events like this in other parts of the world and if they fly their own jet or uh,
2: are they flying first first class or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the the reality is is that I, I get it when when you're asking for money, but you know, the thing is, there's there's a couple of different ways people could do this. You you could especially with some of the people that do know me personally. You know what you could have done? You could have picked up a phone. You could have sent a private message. Say why why are tickets so priced? Could you find anything cheaper? We could have done like Chris said. Hey, where where are you flying out? Let me see what I could find.
1: Right. Well, and, and this is the, here's the thing too. It's like people don't understand. Like I had to go to uh, I had to go to Spain for for a work trip. It's our big sale. It was a big big sales kickoff for work. Um, in December, and we were there for a week. Like, and people just don't understand how much money it costs to fly international. I mean, I'm looking right now, and Andrew's absolutely right. I mean, if he were to fly United, okay, yeah, that, they have they have flights starting at 1,900, but that doesn't include everything he has to take with him. And there's 58 layovers and it's not 58. That's an exaggeration. Yeah. But a ton of well, I already have, I already have, Delta's, I already
2: Delta's, have like three layovers. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, but, it, but it's one of those things that Delta does try to get you there as quick in as little layovers as possible. I mean, so, I mean, my, my, my thought process is behind that is, you know, telling us answer fool and folly. Like, yeah. I mean,
2: well, it's just a foolish. And, and that's why I know, wanted to take this because when, when, when things are said that, publicly, you know, it's like, I I've, I do yeah. I do believe that I owe it to people that support us to, to say why I'm doing what I'm doing. But what, what gets sure. me is, you know, one of the people that commented knows, hey, I, you know, so I don't make a living from striving for eternity. That's how we get, that is the reason we can go to churches. We go to churches no other parachurch ministry is going to go to because we go to the churches that can't afford to refund us that's why I can't book other things because if the money's not in the bank we don't go right so so that's the reality like it does cost money to do things and if you don't (laughs) COVID changed things when it comes to travel flights have increased they've tripled hotels have doubled rental cars kind of stayed the same um but you know this is the reality of trying to travel now. And it's, it's something
1: this week, like I, the last week I had to go to Raleigh, North Carolina, right? I live in Atlanta, Dallas, Georgia, met a suburb of Atlanta. I had to go to Raleigh, North Carolina from Sunday through Thursday for work. Um, I, I did my expenses and submitted everything. It was a $1,600 chip, a trip yeah. that was, and that didn't include the flight.
2: Yeah. No, we did. We like did a
1: we, hotel that was like. it's like We flew like out. Money we to travel.
2: We flew out to Washington State. It was a six hundred dollar flight. I stayed. I stayed with the pastor's in laws. Mm-hmm. Pastor picked me up. So no rental car, no yeah. hotel. You know, it's like okay, yeah. and we we had, and at that thing, I striving fraternity didn't. I didn't get paid anything. Striving fraternity didn't get paid anything. We sold six books. Because there were only twenty-five people oh. there, right? And and some people go. Well, is that really worth the money? Is is that good use? Well, yeah, because those the majority of churches are like twenty-five people, and they are not and you growing. Don't know
1: that an investment eternally, correct? I mean, how do you put a price on? You, well, you don't you look.
2: Can't. We're we're talking about the open air theology conference and the fellowship. Yeah. Most of the people that attend a small church like that go out to conferences they don't have the conferences within their church. They don't have the event within their church that spurs them on to grow. And that's what we end up seeing is when you have a church that, that has like a weekend seminar and people get excited about studying the Bible and, and living out their faith, that church starts to grow so that it doesn't remain 25. But most mm-hmm. but most of the people are like, oh, well, that's just a waste of money because it's so few people. Well, well then you got to, in my opinion, a love your God. That, that you think he can't grow a church. They, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, everyone is so focused on, you know, well, there's gotta be a, you know, return on investment. This is not a business. Like, okay, no. we can't control the costs of, of travel, but, you know, I don't see anyone that complains when the big ministries, like, here's the thing. You know what a, a lot of the bigger ministries do? You don't fly one person. You have to fly at least two. Even if the other person is not speaking, just for the yep. accountability.
1: That's so, what I did with Just Thinking for a year and a half. Yeah. Every every if the boys didn't go together,
2: I was with them. Yeah, so yep. if someone has to fly yep. with them, right? Yep. That's an extra ticket, yep. and it's so. It, but no one's going to complain, you know, for that. And if people say, "Hey, I mean, you know, is, um, is it <coughs> James White's convenience that he's?" ask for donations because he's now in an RV because he's not going to fly anymore. Well, you could argue that's convenience, but he's doing the best he can with the, with the decisions he's going to make. And he's trying to not waste money. I'm trying to not waste Mm -hmm. money, but the reality is, is these things cost money and yeah, buying an RV and getting it retrofitted for what, for James to be able to do ministry and do his shows while on the road and be able to, to, you know, learn all the stuff and then, you know, hook up and, and take off, you know, that costs. And it, it's just, it, it's, here's the simple thing. I've said this before on the show and I'll, I'll, I'll end this with this is, you know, the Muslims, you know what they do? They pay more for, to, for when other Muslims work for them because they're taking care of one of their own. Christians expect to get discounts from other Christians or they do shoddy work when they're doing work for a Christian, because, hey, you're a brother in Christ, I, can, I don't have to do good work.
3: You mean, you mean you're mean you not going to do this for free because it, you can count it as
2: service to me? Yeah. You know? I think I just triggered Mr. Huff. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> but that's reality. I mean... Yeah, so, you know, folks, are you taking your money with you to heaven? I'm not. And, and if anyone... You know, questions. I'm a donor striving for eternity. I'm one of the largest, so my money goes to my church first, ministry second. So, you know, I'm not I'm not planning on wasting the money because I want it to, I want to be able to get to as many churches in a year as we can. So, I'm getting off that hobby horse. <laughs> so, Drew, did, did so you help me do the math though? Um, so I was told. Okay. $1,400 ticket I can get mm-hmm. from New York to, uh, Chris um, is saying, Philippines
1: no airlines. Huh? If you want to do that, it's Philippines airlines or China air.
2: Yeah. Well, he, th- this person says Delta. No, there's
1: no way at a, at a JFK, the lowest ticketed no. price out of Ohio, Philly or LaGuardia. I checked all three. Check
2: JFK. $2, he said, he said JFK. So
1: JFK is going to be more expensive.
2: (laughs) So flew out of JFK. So Chris is still looking up. He's he's trying to look for this one in JFK. Yeah, I didn't go and look up to see what if 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 I could find one at that price.
1: Yeah, there is one. So JFK. If you so seven ten a.m. from JFK arriving, you got two stops: one in Minneapolis, one in um, South Korea. Um, and so it's a 28-hour trip, total. Oh,
2: yeah, that's, that's it stops.
1: You lose a day. and it's 1,400. And yeah, and you're losing a day. Yeah. So th- there are those. There is that there, but to your point, like, look, man, like there, there I mean, wasn't. There was, there was I,
2: the 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 one flight that I saw that was I think a hundred dollars less got me there too late. I, I was going to come in a hmm. little bit later, but they they got they have a scheduled for an eight o'clock interview oh. first thing in the morning. Okay. And I would have been now landing on. at two in the morning.
1: Yeah. I was about to say like looking at this. Yeah. I uh, no.
2: Yeah. You got it. And so the thing is, so on my way out there, I I completely lose a day on the way mm-hmm. back. I, I, yeah, I, I think right. I, I take off and land within a few hours. <laughs> like it's really crazy with the times, the time, di- the, the uh, date difference. One way I, yeah, I completely lose right. a day. And one day I take off and land at the same time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that I mean it, it, if your board has approved it and they know you and, and yeah let let people jaw jack all they want
2: yeah and it's going to happen so uh, yeah. but if you guys do want to support uh, it would be help dot slash support I'll get off my my rant box now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it just it does it bugs me because you know like I I have people all the time that say. Like, if I write a book and I'm a Christian, I should just give it away to free. Why? I mean, like, I, I had a guy that actually said, like, that we shouldn't ask for support. We 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 shouldn't take money. Like, no one should take money from the ministry. And it's then we don't have folks that are taking... I mean, I get a little bit of a, a salary because when my kids went to college, I, I basically was going to have to quit the ministry and go get another job to pay for college. And they were like, okay, we'll pay you a couple thousand dollars for to, to make up that difference and now they've continued because that you know they've just continued that amount okay so it's not like i'm making a ton of money but you know, the,
3: it, but, even but the apostle paul said you, you know you should pay preachers and then if only if the congregation doesn't have the means to pay a preacher
1: correct. did he then go get a yeah. job yeah yeah, we we'll talk about that in Thessalonians. Don't be—we don't want to be a burden to you. We don't want to. We yeah. want to take you know, as far as we, as much as we can, we want to take care of our needs because right. we don't want to burden you. Right.
2: Yeah. Chris, at the same time, it's right to pay a, a preacher. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris Honhold yeah. says, "Yep." Have heard that one too. Selling a yeah. book is not trusting Jesus, who told us that we should freely give and uh, freely receive. Or Yeah, yada yada.
3: So, who, who it is that says those things? It's those people that just th- they don't want to pay for the book. Correct. They they want something for free. And and
2: I yeah. I, I remember saying to one guy, while said they pay, while they probably go pay fifteen hundred dollars for yeah. the iPhone. Yeah. He, well, we were asking, we were, so a, we were doing a, we were doing a free conference a free conference and we we're asking for support and based on if people supported they got you know books you know there was a certain level where you got books or you got dinner with all the volunteers and the speakers right and he was saying that that was strong preference and you know we should just we should just walk by faith and i said okay i will be willing to do that if you're willing to go into your job on monday morning and tell your boss you don't have to pay me a dime. I'm going to trust and walk by faith. Pay me whatever you want to. But if you pay me nothing, I'll do it. I'm just
3: going to serve you for free.
2: And his response was, I got to feed my family. And I said, well, I'm glad no one else needs to no one in ministry needs to feed their family it's just yeah i I, every morning i go outside and see that manna falling down from heaven
3: (laughs) yeah but that's where you go but but is that not walking by faith what happened to walking by faith yeah let faith feed your family
2: yeah (laughs) so yeah oh but uh so next week i don't know do we have a plan for next week there drew I'm, I will be out of town next because I'll be here. at the Open yeah, Air Theology week. Conference. Yeah, next week you're going to be out of town, so um, we'll, I don't know yet. Okay, so we'll I have to talk. We'll, if, we'll talk this week whether we we may or may not have a show. Um, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to Mr. Brewster and see if... Actually, I can't re- reach out to Mr. Brewster because I think Mr. Brewster is going to be at the Open Air Theology Conference oh,
3: yeah. where well, you something. guys should, you know you should just do. You should just do a live broadcast with the speakers yeah. Oh, yeah. of the Open oh. Air Theology.
2: And if I can, I will join. Um, that might be an interesting please, thing, sorry. but I don't know what he's got planned, so I can't guarantee it. But we, we could try something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so because imagine having that right. Imagine having
2: Jeffrey Rice, Haps, Keith Foskey. Well, you 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 haven't you were not there last year to see what goes on the throwdowns that that happened. It's all going to be recorded this year. So he's planning on putting out video uh, for a documentary. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm just saying, look, Mr. Huff, you 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 don't want to go, okay, but. You know, just think. Just, just, just. I
1: don't want to go. I wanted to go. Okay.
2: Just, just. There was. There there was. was This. I know. I was
1: this close. I know. Was going to have me preach. I know. Yeah.
2: I know. But here's the thing. You could go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we're gonna, we're gonna at that conference put Mr. Hanholds and Mr. Rice and Mr. Butler all in their place and end this bigfoot discussion that these guys believe in bigfoot i'm just saying we're having that debate mr rice and i that's going down (laughs) oh Oh, but it's a lot of fun but we'll see next week uh i don't know what we'll do but just go to apologetics that's always the place we will put up if we're having a show we edit that page there so you know the topic so always go there to check out if there's going to be a show we'll put it there uh and so with that i think that is a wrap nope wait that's how i end my other podcast i work? this one i end with let's see if drew knows it
3: striving to make each day an eternal day for the glory of god that's
2: getting closer strive to make today an eternal day for the glory of god And see you next time.
3: I don't want you to just do today. I want you to do
2: each day. day. (laughs) There you go. We'll see you next week or the week after, folks.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.